You're listening to the light version of the Piece of Persistence. Visit patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash piece of persistence for complete access with double the content and zero ads. Hi, and welcome to the Piece of Persistence, the show where we seek to uncover the keys to happiness and success one honest conversation at a time. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I am thrilled to introduce you to one of my own mentors, Josh Pice. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks. Mine too. Josh Pice, actor, director, producer, and founder of Committed Impulse, was raised by his parents, Abraham Pice, a theoretical physicist who worked with Albert Einstein, and Lila, a bohemian painter and poet. They've had a tremendous influence on what has become Committed Impulse. Now, you pick your favorite actor, and chances are Josh has worked with them because he's acted in over 100 movies and TV shows. Currently, he's playing Stu Feldman in the hit Showtime series, Ray Donovan, among other shows and films. He's also a co-creator, co-executive producer of a TV series that Sony is producing called Paint. Among other films in which you might have seen Josh, his first lead in a movie was when he played Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. After college, disenchanted with styles of acting that rely on sense memory, Josh sat out theater companies with a strong physical component in their approach. He worked with members of Joe Chaikin's Open Theater and Shuji Teriyama's Avant-Garde Theater of Tokyo. He trained with Tadashi Suzuki and his company and worked extensively with Gabrielle Roth to name a few of his guides and mentors. On a quest to find a way to bring all of this physical aliveness to his work as an actor, he became a member of the Circle Rep Lab Company, where he started directing. He put a group of 12 actors together, lucky actors, and began experimenting for a 14-month period, wanting the actors to be fully alive, very tuned in to one another, and completely spontaneous. Much of what unfolded during that exploration has evolved into the core training of Committed Impulse, a high-performance training for actors, artists, and entrepreneurs. Josh has been fortunate to work consistently in movies and television throughout his career and owes everything to the principles he picked up along the way, all of which are utilized in his Committed Impulse classes and online program. Josh currently lives in New York City, Sag Harbor, and Venice, California. To start, Josh, your parents sound amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you discovered acting? Sure. Well, I grew up primarily in the East Village uh, in New York City which at the time was a very vibrant, very dangerous neighborhood. Everything was out in the open. There was nothing hidden. And it was like a third world drug culture. Uh, Mostly heroin and acid were the big drugs that were around when I was growing up. Wow. Everything was completely raw for people that came into the neighborhood that weren't part of it. They were putting their life in their hands. But if you were part of the neighborhood, you had a sense of protection because it was very tight community. My mom was a true bohemian Hmm. artist. You know, in our home, we had these performances, uh, which I was a part of like every two weeks. I, and I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to be an actor. You know, I was like nine, ten when it started. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be like 30, 40 people come and people would just get up and perform and do things. And there was no judgment. There was no sense, oh, I'm going to do the, you know, do a good job or, or not. It was just kind of a celebration. Oh, this person's going to get up and do their thing. Cool. I loved that. That was on my mom's side. On my dad's side, my parents divorced when I was three. On my dad's side, as much as my mom was an artist, my dad was a scientist. And 
as you said in that lovely intro, he was a physicist who worked with Einstein and was very much about exploring the building blocks of the universe and how everything is constructed of atoms. And he would tell me about that as a very young kid, which would kind of blow my mind. You know, he would tell me like this table is made out of atoms and your body is made out of atoms. And I would just ponder that. As you said, between this artistic elements that I got from my mother and this very kind of scientific, physical way of looking at what's in our immediate environment, those two things have had an amazing impact on me. And I, I feel like I've taken the best of what each of my parents was about. That's beautiful. I mean, I think any parent would wish that their child would have that. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about being Raphael in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. You were the only actor of all the turtles to both voice your character and play him in the suit, right? Yeah. What was that like for you? I think the reason that I ended up doing both was just the physicality that I created and the voice that I created was so interlinked. And mm. basically, you know, growing up in the East Village in this dangerous neighborhood, People would walk around trying to make themselves look physically bigger and more dangerous <laughs> than they actually were. Yeah, sure. You know, and there was like a whole way of, that people would walk using their arms, almost like they were kind of scooping through air. When I had this audition for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I'd never heard of and just sounded ridiculous. But I thought this is my character, Raphael. He's in a sense working through his demons and he's trying to find his place in the world. And somehow this image of how people walked in my childhood seemed somewhat similar to how turtles' arms move as they push through the ground. And so I integrated those two things. And as we began shooting, like that physicality was a very strong part of the character. And they just couldn't see anybody else's voice being connected to you know the physical character that I created in terms of the actual shooting I mean the costume weighed 70 pounds Oof. most of the time we were working where we couldn't see at all where we could see through a tiny slit through the costume. Oh, man. In a sense, it was really interesting because we trained for about four months in martial art training before shooting. And all of us who were playing the turtles became very tuned into each other, which we had to use when we were shooting because we couldn't rely fully on sight. And we had to have a, like a real kinesthetic awareness of where we were in space, especially in the more action sequences. Looking for a great present for that reader or student in your life? You need to visit the online bookstore with a soul, Better World Books. They collect and sell books online to donate books and fund literacy initiatives worldwide. You can get that perfect present while helping promote literacy. Visit peaceofpersistence.com slash betterworld for free shipping worldwide and the chance to make a difference. That's peaceofpersistence.com slash betterworld. Without giving away too much for free, can you give us a little? I'll bit give of anything away for free. Oh my! What do you well, want? Can you tell? What do you want? Tell us all about committed impulse because I adore it and I want to share it with people. Okay. Um, well, so, what what does it entail and how was it inspired? Well, you can help me out because you've taken okay. it, but um, I have one of the key components is to increase 
your tolerance for the full spectrum of who you are. I'll just start with this. When you put your ass on the line and whatever that may mean for whatever you do for an actor, like the obvious thing may be, you know, to go in an audition, you know, it could be going on a date or pitching your product or whatever it is where you are putting yourself on the line. It's guaranteed that you're going to have an increase in body sensation. Mm -hmm. It may be in the form of nervousness, fear, excitement, joy, who knows what it's going to be, but there will be uh, an increase. And that does not mean that you're not professional. It does not mean that you're not ready. It's just human nature. It's what happens to us as we go further out into the world. Like butterflies. Like butterflies. If you do not know how to deal with, you know, a common sensation is nervousness. If you don't know what to do when you experience nervousness, nervousness will occur. You're going to try to suppress it with all of your new age techniques of kind of breathing or relaxation. And maybe you will be able to decrease the nervousness by suppressing the information that your body is offering. But then your attention and what you're signaling to your system is, I'm not going to feel. But The downside of that is that then your attention goes into your thoughts, and typically the thoughts are some form of, I suck. I'm doing this wrong. They don't like this. Whatever. Fill in the blank. It's some disastrous thought of how it's not going well. So really the options are to suppress your body because you don't know how to deal with a sensation like nervousness or anxiety, all of which are great sensations. (laughs) But if you don't know how to deal with it, you're going to boot down your system and you're going to be in your head and then everything is going to go haywire and it's going to be a disastrous experience. And the more that any presenter is in their head, the more that the audience is going to be in their head, the more that any presenter is present and fully engaged with everything that's going on with them, the more active and fully engaged the audience becomes. It's an interesting thing. And we think, oh, if I'm anxious, people are going to have a certain thought about me. But the truth is, and this goes back to my dad now, it's like, what is anxiety? For most people, when they experience what they call anxiety, it's a energy zapping around in their torso. Mm. For most people, it's like energy, almost like a chaotic energy spinning around in their torso. If I have, like in class, have people just actually experience it without going into a drama about it, without going, oh, this is terrible, but actually experience that energy that's zapping around in their chest and breathe and stay connected to what's in front of them, meaning their audience, then that sensation is no longer an issue and it will keep them present. And any sensation that you stay with will shift within seven to 12 seconds. You know, my dad telling me as a kid that, you know, my body is a massive atoms. Hmm. When I started auditioning, I was crippled by, you know, fear and anxiety. And, and I would, you know, then try to get rid of that. And then I would be in my head and it would 
just be a disaster. I just can't imagine and, you being that way, <laughs> knowing you now. Well, that's, you know, that's the journey. It's amazing. You know, it's probably why I created Committed Impulse, because it was so crippling to me, mm. and I wanted to uncover. I knew I had more to offer than I was offering. That's how I kind of came up with this whole technology out of being like, I've got to crack this code. Mm. And just by accessing the actual sensation without dramatizing it, completely frees people up because in a sense they become creatively invincible because they're not trying to monitor themselves or control themselves to feel a certain thing. If we can get over this notion that there's an ideal state to be in, then we can create no matter what. But if we hold that there's certain sensations that are good and then there has to be certain sensations that are bad, that when those bad sensations occur, and they will, then everything goes haywire. So one part of the work, you know, in classes and in, on the online program is to teach people how to increase their tolerance for their full spectrum of themselves. Yeah. And once that happens, like then, you know, people that work with me for a while, they'll be like, oh, I feel anxiety right now. Okay, great. I can create with that because there's a charge to it, even fear. You know, if you look at it as creative fuel, then everything is, is juice to create with. That's one piece of committed impulse. Do you have any other habits or traits that you think contribute to your happiness or success? Going back to what I call the four access points to being present is just key. And it's they're real simple and they will pull you out of a drama, out of despair. And usually despair is a series of thoughts. And so I'll tell you what the four access points are and I practice them regularly. One is to actually see what's in front of you. I'm in my kitchen right now and I'm looking, my eyes can just glance over the curtains. But if I just take a moment to see how the light is coming through, how it's shaded and see what's actually outside the window as opposed to just going like, oh, yeah, it's outside. But to actually take in the details of what you can take in visually in your environment, that's one key. Another key is to notice whatever sensation is that's in your body in this moment. And it's not whether you like it or don't like it. It's just anything that you can access. And it could be as simple as feeling your butt in the chair. Hmm. Or it could be feeling some tightness in your chest. And then maybe what emotion is that? And maybe it's a little bit of joy or maybe it's a little bit of panic or whatever it is that you may call it, just to connect to that. Third one is consciously breathe so that you're consciously inhaling and exhaling to feel more, not to breathe to disconnect, not to exhale to push away what you're feeling, but to breathe to wake up the information that's in your body. And then the fourth one, is to catch when you go into a little mental drama and start drifting off about something, about what's going to happen in the future or how you screwed up the past or how the past was better or whatever it may be. As you know, what we do in class is the moment anybody drifts away from what's actually happening in front of them, they say, I'm back out loud. Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> and that just trains you to come back to this moment. As you're drifting into whatever mental drama that you're in, visually, you start to see less, your breathing decreases, and you disconnect from your body. So we want to reverse that, say I'm back, take a breath, what do I actually see? 
and what's the charge? What are the atoms doing in my body in this moment? And that will open up everything to you. It's really that simple. We want to stay connected to what's actually in front of us and what's inside of us. Reason being is that's what opens up the creative channel. And then things will come to you that are way beyond what you could have thought of just with a little part of your mind. Because your creativity is in your body. You stay in your body. You stay in your immediate environment. Increase your tolerance for whatever's happening. And, and the world is yours. I like to ask all of my guests, if there were one thing you'd like the world to see differently through your eyes, what would it be? All the sensations in your body are just different patterns of energy and that they're not good and that they're not bad and that they don't mean that much and that by increasing our tolerance for those shifts in energy in our body, everything becomes more fun, easier, and will keep us out of our heads <laughs> where all the trouble starts. Yay. I need that. <laughs> we all need yeah. that. What's the best way to get started in Committed Impulse if anyone's interested in learning more? First stop, go to the website, committedimpulse.com. There's a free lesson there, uh, and you can click on there's a free audio lesson, but a lot of what we discussed will be in there as well as some other stuff. And then it, you can also take a look at the Committed Impulse online program, which is awesome. Hmm. And you can see what live classes there are in New York and L.A. Do you have any other advice for us, Josh? No. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. We've learned everything. Have some chocolate. Have some ch that's good advice. Have some dark chocolate. Uh, that's my I advice. will do that. And go for a walk and drink a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> Josh. Thank you so much for being here. I, you and your work have made a really big difference to me um, as a human, regardless of my work as an actor and a singer. I mean, it's just huge. And uh, today was really wonderful and great even for me to just hear this all again. And I hope equally wonderful for everyone to hear it. Thank you for giving out all this free advice. And <laughs> I'm just so grateful to have you here and on the show. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Rock on. Yeah, right. <laughs> you too. And thank you all for joining us today on The Piece of Persistence. If you enjoyed this episode, which I don't know who wouldn't, uh, take a minute, please, to share us with a friend or review us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or IMDb. We have eight reviews right now. If we could get to like, I don't know, 10, 15, make up a number. If you could review the show, that'd be amazing because it really helps new people discover our show. Also, if you know anyone who's genuinely happy and has had some success in their lives, if you think they'd be a good fit for the show, please let us know at Piece of Persistence at gmail.com or you can point them to pieceofpersistence.com and have them contact us. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the light version wherever you listen to podcasts or you can visit us at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash piece of persistence to find our full versions or if you just want to support the show. Thanks and we'll see you next time on the piece of persistence for more great content to help all of us find the happiness and success in our lives. But if we forget what really makes us sing and dance at night it's the, the people around and our dreams that lift us up from underground